0: Well, ladies and gentlemen Playing some teardrop for you By Santo and Johnny What are we doing on this Kind of chilly About to be crappy Beginning of the weekend So, um So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be hanging out. Uh, we're going to be doing some good stuff. I didn't know how unpredictable the night was going to be. We might have had some extra guests coming by, but I don't think that that's going to happen. But we do have a regularly scheduled guest here tonight, and that is uh, Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hello, Francis. I just got I just got the word, Matt, that uh, Koss is not coming by. What, uh, why? Uh, he said he has to take a rain check. Son of a bitch, you know? But listen, you and I can still have a lot of fun, right?
1: You and I, yep. What
0: the hell's going on? I'm only getting you coming out of my left ear for some reason.
1: I'm throwing my voice.
0: No, but there's something going... You know what? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to come over there and have to jiggle something. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Come and jiggle it. Well, we're going to have to figure out what's going on with that one. Anyway, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, me and Matt, or Matt... Matt's here. Jeez, now I'm, uh, everything is popping off the screen. There, there you go. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. It's a Friday night, and we have so much to do. I have a lot of different t- topics. Maybe Anthony will drop in. I told him to feel free, and I want to take a lot of calls. We're going to open up the lines. Uh, I also wanted to tell people that of all of the threads that we have open right now, especially the, t- the Carnival thread that we're building up for warmer weather, but this greatest and worst concert experience thread already has almost two full pages of, of entries. People are going nuts for this one. That is definitely going to be an entire show. I cannot shortchange this and only give it an hour because there's going to be phone calls that come in, no doubt about it. I can't wait to read through this one. Matt, you—you have you gone to a lot of con- concerts? You don't seem like the one who's been to a lot of musical... Um, uh, a lot of concerts in your life. I think I went to, like, two.
1: Like, I was brought there. I didn't, like, actually go. I don't think. Like, I think one was uh, when I was in Saratoga when I was young. My parents brought me to Journey. See, Journey. And then once, uh, I think I went in the city to see, like, Ludacris or some fucking shit like that. Oh, Yeah. Yeah at Hammerstein
0: Ballroom. You've been to Hammerstein? I believe that's where it was. <coughs> well, I I, see, I you didn't I just realized you never really talk about things you've gone to see. So I guess this wouldn't uh, this wouldn't be too much of a topic you can contribute to. Though you can tell us about your ludicrous experience at Hammerstein. How was it?
1: I don't like being in crowds of people like that. That's fair. Like, it was, you know, but, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was all right. It was ludicrous.
0: You know what? It took me, didn't take me very long before I realized that I didn't like really being standing up in crowds. I didn't mind going to concerts. And I've been to a a few. I've I've been to quite a few, I should say. Not nearly as many as some of my friends. But uh, concerts and festivals and all that stuff. But um, I, very early on, I, I, I couldn't stand standing. So I'd rather be, you know, observing the whole thing, listening to the music, whatever. Yeah, maybe standing in the balcony, whatever. But but not but not standing up because you're 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 pressed shoulder to shoulder yeah. with everybody. Yeah, yeah. So um anyway, that's just something. But we'll get into those experiences of some sometime in the future. Tonight, like I said, opening up the lines, I have a couple of interesting topics we'll go into Babylon B headlines. I have a few other things to do. I want to just tell everybody that over the weekend go to the affiliates page and take a look at all of our wonderful friends and affiliates and sponsors there and see how you can supplement some of the things in your life some of these the spending and the shopping in your life with products and services that come from good independent small to mid-sized american companies for a lot of different things for recreation and for real real um even emergency use needs like our good buddies at Blue Monster Prep, especially go through, go to bluemonsterprep.com Prep.com and go through their priorities list and see where you are. How prepared are you? Do you have, is everything on their list represented by what is stored either in a basement or a fallback location or something? Go and check it out and, uh, and make that part of your weekend cleaning and, and accounting of what you have at the house or your apartment or whatever always good to do thank you to blue monster prep for sticking with us for these years now uh i really have i love having them on as a sponsor and friends but it's march 10th 2023 it's friday night it's me it's matt it's whoever's on the other end of the line and uh and i have what do i have oh okay well i had that i want to tell you about the thread that's that's popping off that's on the quite frankly forum on quite frankly.tv all right Matt let's jump on into this one I'm sure you'll have something to say about it. Where do we have oh here you go here you go Colin Kaepernick you hear about this Matt uh I think so his latest interview well he's got a he's got a comic book <coughs> he's got a comic book that he's put out What well what he, happens when you're oppressed Here's what he says Colin Kaepernick accuses his white adoptive uh, parents of problematic upbringing and perpetuating racism. Uh, That's what his, that's his white.
1: I wonder if he would have made it to the NFL if he wasn't adopted by those.
0: Probably not. Probably not. Controversial football star Colin Kaepernick accused his white adoptive parents of perpetuating racism in a new interview. The former NFL star told CBS Chicago he struggled growing up in a problematic household, a uh, through line. He details in his upcoming graphic novel, Change the Game. That's what it's called. His new comic book. I know my parents loved me, but they were still very problematic. And the things that uh, I went through, he said. It was important to show that, no, this can happen in your own home and how we move forward collectively while addressing the racism that is being perpetuated. End quote. (sighs) Can you imagine just having to, to, to... to use that language every day and thinking it means something? (laughs) The graphic novel tells the story of Kaepernick's journey from high school into his storied athletic career, storied, that heavily centers around his lack of choice in his future. His parents particularly tried to steer him in a direction they thought was best, which led several fights between them and their adoptive son. He probably beat them one one of these disagreements illustrated in the novel was a fight over his hairstyle Did you hear about this Probably uh,
1: no nah, I didn't hear about that I just yeah I heard some different stuff he said I didn't hear about his hairstyle What was the different stuff he said Um that he was also like good in baseball but he chose the NFL because the NFL had more black people in it which well, is kind of racist to spanish very, people if you really think about it cuz MLB is mostly dominican and and, you know, it's mostly Spanish now. Well, this
0: is why if you poll Spanish people who they think are the most racist people, they'll say black people.
1: You're probably right.
0: No, that's statistical. Oh, that's, is it? That's, that's the that's reality. Actually, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, well, that, that's really uh, that's sad on his end because, you know what? If he was a baseball player, he probably would have had a little bit more than a couple of good years. He probably could have played a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one of these disagreements, Matt, that he had with his parents illustrated the novel, well, was a fight in a novel, was a fight over his hairstyle. All right. That's what he hates. I'm guessing K- the afro. No, it was cornrows. He says Kaepernick, in an attempt to idolize basketball player Alan Iverson, wanted to embrace his blackness by wearing cornrows, but his mother pushed back. He's getting what roles? His mother, Teresa, is cited as saying in the book. Uh, in reality, she allegedly told him, oh, your hair's not professional. You look like a little thug. Oh,
1: please. That's listen,
0: made up for his comic please, book. Listen, even if it's not made up for his little comic book, this is what parents do, you asshole. Yeah. They tell you when you look like a bum, yeah. when you look like a hippie, when you look like a thug, when you look like a slob, they tell you that. What They want you to look decent. When you go into the world, they don't always, and they always, and here's the other thing, and they don't always send, uh, share your sense of style regardless of what kind of hair you have. <clears throat> yep. So yep. It, it may just be that they don't understand what, your, what, what the style is for anybody. This is just what parents do. I'm sure that there's plenty of black parents who hate cornrows. I'm sure that there's plenty of them. Mm -hmm. It's just just incredible to see what a loser this guy chose to be.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look at that. Allen Iverson wasn't the best, you know, person to idolize. Great basketball player, but, you know, I heard he's like a really shitty person.
0: Anyway, he said, the, the lack of racial harmony in his own home encouraged Kaepernick to find community elsewhere, he said. He chose to pursue a football career instead of professional baseball career, both of which prospects were equally achievable, because there were significantly more black players in the NFL than N- MLB, he said. Wow. Wow. I, I, just, I just wonder when the poisoning happened. Like, when, when, when did the poisoning happen? That's what I'd like to know. When did that when did he first get bit wait who who adopted him go back to that picture. Oh, I, I already clicked out
1: oh.
0: <coughs> It just doesn't matter anymore, whatever he's on a path. There's no going back um, Here did you hear about this? West right over here yeah. the Westchester Country Club Westchester Country Club is a playground <laughs> for for wealthy sex pests top squash coach one of the nation's top female squash coaches filed a lawsuit against an exclusive at Westchester County Country Club Thursday. So that that's the that's right over here. I wonder how many PGA pros are inv- are involved in this. I don't I, know. I wonder how many pros go through there and have been have been handsy as well.
1: I do their animal trapping.
0: Yeah. Well, I.
1: And that. it's funny cuz I did a job for a lady that her husband works there today and I mentioned this to her
0: and she's like, "Yo, it's insane what's going on." It what what all the coverage or is it insane just about what, what's been uncovered?
1: I guess there's even like more to it, but I don't even I just heard about it a little. I don't really know too much about it. I guess there's uh
0: blackmailing involved or something. I have heard a lot coming out of those those rich uh those rich Westchester circles. Especially in, in that, that Rye-Harrison area over there. Westchester Country, do they still have PGA events going on over there? I I, I remember that there there would always have to be a lot they of things blocked have, off.
1: They used to have the Buick Open or Buick Classic, I think, there. Or maybe they might
0: have. I remember the Goodyear Blimp would show but, up anytime it uh, was. I think they have a couple of events there over the summer. Always knew that when there was something going on at the Westchester Country Club when the Goodyear Blimp would show up.
1: That's one of the harder. Uh, Tiger Woods never wanted to play here. It's one of the harder uh, courses in the country.
0: Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because there's some, probably someone always he just some, never liked playing. Someone's here. always grabbing at you while you're while you're trying to drive. There's always somebody trying to grab your 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 crotch when you're trying to drive. Some 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 some, uh, some wino. Some 58-year-old wino woman (laughs) is always trying to grab your testicles. That's why. I I can't swing the club. Nobody does anything about it. (laughs) There's people that live there. Yeah. That's a huge place. Squash guru Natalie Granger claims she was fired from her six-figure job at Westchester Country Club in Rye (laughs) after she raised concerns about the bawdy behavior according to her federal retaliation lawsuit. Granger, 45 years old, was hired as the club squash director in 2018, and in August of that year learned that an employee who worked under her, one of her direct reports, was sleeping with a prominent member, the suit states. I wonder if it was Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone belongs to the Westchester Country Club? Yep.
1: Where does he live? He lives in New York? He has a place, I think, in around somewhere
0: around here, but so are you in saying, Cali, too. So you're saying that one of her, one of her... The people that was working under her was probably sleeping with Sylvester? I don't know. I don't think he goes there that
1: much, but I know he's a member. I know for a fact that he's a member. You think he's playing squash? No,
0: but I trapped raccoons uh, under their squash courts. Okay. Let's see here. Because of the relationship, the employee was separated from the club, which boasts two championship golf courses A beach club on the Long Island Sound and requires a one hundred seventy thousand initiation. This is one hundred seventy thousand dollar initiation fee. Yeah, and then I wonder what the dues are. It's it's an elitist place. The dues must be at least fifty thousand a year, but one hundred seventy thousand just to be able to have your your membership rubber stamped. Yeah. In two thousand twenty one, Granger learned that a day. Have you ever been inside there? It's very elegant, bro. No, I've only seen it from the outside, looking, looking over the brick walls. Like I'm Oliver. In 2021, Granger learned that a different prominent club member was allegedly sleeping with another of her employees. Sylvester Stallone was... No, <laughs> oh, sorry, I saw your head pop up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So this has no, nothing to do with Sylvester. The employee's performance at work began to deteriorate because of the relationship, and Granger feared there was a growing problem of sexual harassment at the club. In or about October 2021, Granger became especially concerned about sexual harassment at the club when she discovered a trail of text messages among male club members discussing a lineup of women they had apparently picked out for the evening's fun. The suit states... A lineup of women they picked out. Are the women the employees, or are the women the members? Oh, there she is, the chief. Is that her? Natalie Granger. Oh, that's what a squash. All right, maybe I oh, didn't see, see Oh, look, you see in the squash. back? Is that him? No, that's, pro- that's probably the chief molester. Grabbing everybody's. The text message, which was sent to employee number two by member number one, Included pictures of three provocatively dressed women who appeared to be sex workers. Oh, so they're they're bringing, they're bringing prostitutes onto the, the campus. Yeah, it looks like it. In 2020, the employee's sister called Granger early in the morning and said she was worried that her sibling had been drugged while out with a club member who had boasted about the lineup of women. So that it's a, cl- jeez, and the suit goes on. I wonder how much more of this we are going to get as far as as um, as far as details go, or if this is going to become buried, if there are ex- an exclusive list of names that come out. That'll be something. Oh, there's some big-time members there. I know. Okay, for the next couple of minutes, listen to this. Listen to this. Did you hear about another Clinton-related death? This one in the air? No. That doesn't happen. This is the weirdest one. Now, obviously, because of past associations, a uh, you know a an executive, I think she was a lawyer. I don't know, but she worked with with both Clinton and Obama. She was killed on board of a jet, a private jet, during turbulence. Take a listen. it's pretty common. Well, it's, I, I hear about it all the time. It's very weird this one. Prominent executive, 55 years old, who served in Clinton and Obama administrations, killed on board a jet during severe turbulence over New England. She was with her family. This, I'm telling you, this one is a weird one, and they don't have any details in it yet. I, I, I don't know. The passenger killed on a private jet that experienced severe turbulence, turbulence while flying over New England last week has been identified as a prominent Washington lawyer who served under both Clinton and Obama administrations. Also, alumnus of the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States, better known as the 9-11 Commission. She was part of the 9-11 Commission. All right. Dana J. Hyde's name was released by Connecticut, Connecticut cops investigating the incident on Monday. She was one of five on board the D.C.-bound aircraft, which was forced to divert to Bradley International Airport in Connecticut late Friday afternoon after encountering the unforeseen instability. Others on board included Hyde's husband and son as well as two crew members, all of whom survived. The family had reportedly been heading back to their home in Cabin John, Maryland, when the turbulence unexpectedly hit. The plane had been traveling from Keene, New Hampshire, before diverting to Bradley, where the high-profile attorney was rushed to a hospital and pronounced dead. So, I, I mean, like I said, there's nothing else in here as far as details.
1: Allegedly... Allegedly, what the Clintons did was told the Pirates just wait until she's... The Pirates? The the pilot
0: to uh, wait, you know, until she's un- unbuckled. Wait until she goes to the bathroom and just do exactly. hard right. Exactly. A hard right turn. Just say it's turbulence. Yeah. I don't know. It's... it's uh, can you just imagine being on that plane the first... The, I'm never going... i probably never get on a plane again. There's too I've much... I've only
1: on- been on a plane Twice. That is it.
0: Yeah, no, this one is very weird. Once you're the, up there, you're stuck. The fact that no one else was injured in the incident, with officials confirming that both Chambers and one of the couple's who uh, couple's two children were unborn at the time of the emergency landing. Nobody else is even injured, but she's dead. So I it would help to say, was she buckled in? Was well, she just not buckled in, caught off guard, and just thrown to the ceiling and then slammed back? I, I don't know. It, it, it had to be very violent.
1: Maybe she had a heart attack? Because maybe she definitely was vaccinated. Maybe the turbulence scared her and she had a heart attack.
0: I imagine it's one of those things. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, if that's the case, we we'll definitely, we would definitely never hear anything about this, if that is the case. but um, But ladies and gentlemen, tonight... We are going to be taking a lot of your calls. I want to, first of all, we're still taking up uh, your, your, the orders. I'm taking orders on your last meal on Earth. What are you eating? All right. I have a couple of different things over here that are showing us that we are, uh, we, we may be getting into some kind of a, a tango with celestial objects hurtling toward Earth. One of them I hit on, on Valentine's Day in a couple of years. Did you hear about this? No. We'll talk about that in just a second. It's Friday night. Going to be hanging out with all of you in tow. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be right back.
2: Now go home and get your fucking shine box.
3: Motherfucking mutt. You, you you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Come
4: on.
3: Sent me a note. He said, it "said Stop smoking." Yeah. I
0: rolled it and smoked it. Smoked a note. <laughs> yes. All right. Did you have a good week?
1: Did you have a good week, Matt? Uh no. was kind of not feeling too well.
0: I, you know, I had a couple of days that I don't know what the hell's going on. I had, I had a little bit of stomach issue again on. I don't know what night it was. I had a ru- I had at least one rough night this week. Otherwise, work went pretty smoothly. <clears throat> How about you at home? Did everybody have a good, satisfying week at least at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time? I hope you did. I hope I did something right in that respect and that it rubbed off on you. But um, welcome to the show. Now, I have a little something here for you all. Remember we're taking your super chats as well as your calls 914-595-6953 but it is quite frankly superchat.com there's the rumble rants there are the gold pills on quitefrankly.tv powered by Foxhole and there're rockfin tips too. So let's get on into some of this stuff. What is what is going on for oh well, you know what? Here. Let's do a little bit of Babylon B. How does that sound, Matt? All right. All right, the first one up First one up. You ready? Headline: The Senate now to be controlled by whichever party has fewer senators in the hospital. <laughs> 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 you, heard, you heard Mitch McConnell's in the hospital now too. Oh, he slipped and fell. Right. That's one hell of a fall. I don't know. That's all I heard. I, I didn't even read the article. Just, I just. My gosh. I mean, it's not well, even. Who else
1: pa- is in the the hospital?
0: Fetterman. Oh, Fetterman. Un- yeah, un- yeah, until further right. notice, because he's
1: depressed. Depressed. He ran and he said he
0: was mentally fit, didn't he? Say something like that? I guess. Here it is. Chili's introduces new silent fajitas for introverts. No sizzle, no unwanted attention. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Here's another one. Mario. Super Mario. Mario arrested for hate crime after leaving skid marks on Rainbow Road. (laughs) You heard about that too, right? What are you talking about? Down in Florida, down in Florida, some 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 part of Florida, they had painted a section of road, a driveway, or a major intersection, whatever it was. It was a street. They had painted it like the the the, the all of the gay slash gender flag stripes. It's not even the, the rain. flag of Earth. It's just like. It's not even the rainbow anymore. It's all of these... It's all like a fractal image of all of these triangles and stripes, and it's all fucked up. Anyway, they put this... They vandalize the street with this thing. So somebody shows up with their Ford F-150 and, and, and burns out on it. Nice. And, they, and all, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about, is this a hate crime? Nice. Hate crime. First of all, first of all, you embrace... You embrace your right to go and burn the American flag yeah. a, a, at your whim, then go ahead and you yeah. go ahead and do that. There you have it. Somebody burned out on a uh, nice. on vandalism on the street. I wonder if it was
1: 4G out of blow in his, N1, in his
0: uh, F-150. I don't know who it was, but I, I particularly don't care because it's a, um, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, the, it's the battle flag of a sexual special interest group. What the hell do I give a shit? Somebody burns out on it. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next one here. Babylon B. Man fails DMV job interview by saying he's a motivated (laughs) go-getter. Can't have that over here at the DMV, sir. You got to get out of here. Man holding strong for 157th consecutive day of refusing the iPhone update. It only goes. It only goes for so long before everything starts glitching out, though, my friend. For so long. Headline: Productive day at work narrowly avoided by last-minute meeting. <laughs> nothing. Nothing screws up a day at work like a meeting. Uh, a man tasked with preventing World War III foiled by stairs. <laughs> Yeah, he fell again, huh? <laughs> He's just if it's not full out falling, it's tripping. Who fell going down? Didn't someone fall going down? I don't know. Really? Yeah. I don't know. You know, here's the thing about Babylon B. It's not even we've said it before. <clears throat> they're not even they don't even need to be creative most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to say, they just have to say what happened. That's true. Uh here you go. Teacher in need of vacation tells the class that there are only two genders. There you go. So she gets, she definitely got put on leave after that one. Uh, Matt, you're going to love this. Biden gives Black American of Courage Award to Robert Downey Jr. for his role in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Sergeant Lincoln Osiris. <laughs> Wherever he is, looks like he's all over the place. <laughs> Oh man, I had a good time watching that all over again a couple of weeks ago. <coughs> doesn't doesn't one more? These are really good this week. Uh, let's see here: Temple of Moloch hosting family friendly child sacrifice event. <laughs> family friendly. <coughs> one more: a Baptist church forced to cancel communion after grape juice ferments. Yes, I know we can't have actual wine there. A lot of people break their sobriety. Okay. Let's see here. This is the first one up, Matt. You ready?
1: Yeah.
0: From the Jerusalem Post. Planet between there's a pl- a planet between Mars and Jupiter. Planet X. That's why that's that's what it, I mean. Clyde Lewis was talking about this the other night too. He said, "Uh-oh, there must be something going on over here." He's talking about Planet X again. Despite many astronomers having wished for this extra planet, it's a good thing that we don't have it said the, least, the, the lead author, Stephen Kane. So then what, what are you talking about? A planet between Mars and Jupiter could push Earth out of the solar system and wipe out all life on it, according to the findings of a new experiment. The experiment was conducted by researchers at the University of California, Riverdale, Riverside. And the results were published in a peer review study on the Planetary Science Journal on Tuesday. Lead author Stephen Kane, an astrophysicist at UC Riverside, said that the experiment was aimed at filling the, in two gaps in planetary science, the gap in size between terrestrial planets and gas giant gas planets. So one of these is the gap in size between terrestrial planets and gas planets. The smallest gas planet is Neptune, which is four times wider and 17 times more massive than Earth. The largest terrestrial planet on the solar system, and there is nothing in between so they were saying that um, that uh, it, it, that it's pretty much there's a to be able to slingshot if there was something in between mars and jupiter that they, it would be able to slingshot earth just completely out of out of orbit and it's not a hidden planet i picked it up because i thought are they going to get to a hidden planet and no it wasn't it's just a, a might? It, it's a maybe who knows mm. the architecture of the solar system's planetary orbits exhibits a substantial gap between orbits of mars and jupiter populated by a vast reservoir of asteroids the note that the study noted these features of the solar system architecture provide compelling evidence of past interactions and numerous challenges remain for solar system formation models planetary scientists often wish there was something in between those two planets—it seems like wasted real estate," said Kane. The gaps could shed light on the evolution of Earth and the architecture of the solar system. In order to fill the gaps, Kane ran a dynamic computer simulation of the planet between Mars and Jupiter with numerous <clears throat> different masses and observed the effects of planets on the orbit on the other or, uh, the, on the other planets in the solar system. This fictional planet that they put in between yeah. Mars and Jupiter. Um, That is just enough to destabilize everything else, they said. Despite many astronomers having wished for this extra planet, it's a good thing that we don't have it. They said, as as Jupiter is large, larger than all the other planets in the solar system combined, and its mass is 318 times that of Earth, its gravitational pull is powerful enough that if a super-Earth or any other celestial object disturbed it, it would have a major impact on all the other planets. The presence of this object could eject Mercury, Venus and Earth from the solar system and destabilize the orbits of Uranus, Uranus, Neptune and ultimately ejecting them into the outer space as well. So that's it. Hmm. If one extra planet was between Mars and Jupiter, literally all the other planets would be just jettisoned. Yeah. We'd, they say. We'd be dead. We'd be dead. Uh, You know, I put on the network a couple of years ago. I have to go find that again. It was a really interesting and kind of lonely, desolate video about what would happen if the Earth was knocked out of its orbit and just started floating into deep space. And it went throughout the weeks, the months, the years, what would happen when we lose more and more contact with our sun, and then, you know, what survival chances we have. You know, obviously we'd have to go into the core to get closer to the core that will still be molten for some kind of a you know yeah. how much warmer can we i mean it was a pretty desperate video it was not fun to watch it wasn't i don't but uh, you know i put it on a sunday night to make sure everybody had good dreams let's see here let's go to another one ready matt An asteroid could hit Earth on Valentine's Day in 2046.
1: Oh, well, I'll probably be dead, so that's all right. (laughs) Don't say that, bro. It's like fucking 30 years from now.
0: You could be in the best shape of your life in 30 years from now. Uh, uh, I I could be, but I doubt it. (laughs) NASA NASA is watching an asteroid that could strike Earth on Valentine's Day 2046 if people do not vote Democrat in 2024. (laughs) 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 The odds are far in our planet's favor, but the asteroid is number one now on the official risk list of impact threats or threats. Known as 2023DW, the asteroid was discovered February 26th, according to the European Space Agency. ESA gives the asteroid a 1 in 607 chance of hitting Earth. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's almost as That's I, like pretty much we're dead. Well, honestly. I mean, that's almost like the that. That's it's a bit. Oh, I guess I don't know. That's not good My god, that's not good. You're right There's a lot of people that would take that bet why not? I don't know. We've been We're tracking a new That's, asteroid. That's why we need the Space Force to start, you know, doing stuff. We've been tracking a new asteroid named 2023DW that was a very small chance of impacting Earth in 2046. Often, when new objects are first discovered, it takes several weeks of data to reduce the uncertainties and adequately predict their orbits years into the future. So that's how, that's how we know. So Valentine's Day 2046 may be a little bit more crazy than you think. My God, Aurora's going to be 26 years old. She's going to be 26
1: years old. Maybe by then she'll be like the commandant of the Space Force and she'll be in charge of rerouting this asteroid. God forbid. God
0: forbid. I hope she's doing something better with her life Saving the world, (laughs) you know, uh, the asteroid was coming our way. Obviously, God wanted that asteroid to be there. I'd say, say, Aurora. God obviously wants this asteroid to kill us. She
1: would say, "Well, then now God had me created specifically to stop it."
0: Well, I mean, that's your theory. Uh, (laughs) I would say, well, that's your theory. It's not God's theory. All right. uh, so with that, I'm taking all of your orders for your last meal on Earth, which will be on February 13th, 2046. That'll be your last meal on Earth. So let's talk about that tonight. Um, now, uh, let me tell you, let me throw this up here real quick. Did you see this about Judge Napolitano and his his discussion that he had with President Trump about JFK? No. Here's this. Uh, this is from the Gateway pundit. Came out a few days ago. If you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release it either. Trump said that. Yeah. To him? Oh, shit. Okay. Judge Napolitano on what President Trump said to him about releasing the JFK files. Do you think maybe that was the note that he sent out to everyone? And
1: like when Bush at the Bush's funeral, like we know your father killed uh, JFK.
0: That's an interesting theory. That's an interesting theory.
1: And it could have said maybe something different to Hillary, like "We have proof you did such
0: and such or something like that." Yeah, we're not going to do anything about it, but you just <laughs> you have, just just know that I know. You know. You're safe, but I know. I I I, I would really love. It sounds like a letter to the Silent Soilers would leave you. Yeah, that sounds like something I would get on my car years ago from the, uh, the very anonymous menaces in my life. The SS. Um. I I honestly I really do wonder. I I often think about that those damn notes at the at the funeral. Yeah. There's still it's still a very big unanswered question. And and there's a lot of people I remember Dave Janda coming on the show um and and talking about those no and a lot of people who know people that were obviously never came out and said one thing or another definitively but always said that we would find out and they were told by people who know that it was very serious. And listen, the reaction, Jeb Bush had a vi- a visceral reaction to you what know, was in there.
1: Maybe it was like uh, Trump's like, we know what your plan is, like COVID uh, rigged the election, this and that. And Jeb Bush was just upset because he was like, what's he talking about? I'm left out of it. And like he thought Jeb was part of it and he really wasn't because he's a fucking buffoon. Yeah, and Jeb was just upset because he was left out of
0: you know. Yeah. Jeb looked down in a quick second, <laughs> saw all of that, and completely understood what he meant. COVID, five years beforehand, and you know, what? No, Jeb looked like, oh, I'm left out again. Oh, no, he was messed up. <laughs> yeah, he, he was messed up over it, over that. You can tell. It's, I wish we knew. I wish we knew. <laughs> But as far as JFK goes, remember this was in 2017 when we re- when we, we read the story of JFK's head inflating, and, yeah. and this is this who knows is actually in it. Yeah, imagine we know you inflated JFK's head. Imagine what he, that's what it's in it. He tells Napolitano, JFK Jack's head was slowly inflating with air that day, and he was gonna blow up no matter what. And it turns <laughs> out that it was actually true. Anyway, Judge Napolitano, he was on the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio and discussed many things, including JFK's death. Starting at the 1820 mark in the audio below, Judge Napolitano shared how he knows Larry Johnson, writer at TGP, and how much respect he has for Larry. Next, Judge Knapp discussed his relationship with Joe Biden and how he's trying to get us in an escalation with Ukraine. Mm. He asked who in their right mind would give billions to the Ukrainian government. Judge Knapp noted that both parties voted against the bill demanding that the money uh, that, that the money going to Ukraine be audited. That's because they're both getting uh, kickbacks. In response to the news that the U.S. government was saying that Ukrainian sympathizers blew up Nord Stream 2, Judge Knapp said it was Ukrainian synth- sympathizers. They're called the American Navy and the American CIA. You know, Judge Knapp, there was a couple of, there was a couple of moments there during the whole Russiagate thing that he was really getting me upset I forget even what, 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 stan- what, what he was taking, what stances he was taking, but it was getting me, like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Is he losing it? But um, he's, he still is pretty based. It was Ukrainian sympathizers. They're called the American Navy and the American CIA. Hmm. And then at the 3730 mark, he was asked about the files the CIA won't produce related to the JFK assassination, and his response was alarming. You ready for this? Here he goes. Oh, wait, hold on. Is this the whole clip? TNT radio wants you. Hold on, let me see. 3730. Let's just listen to him say it. Wait, get out of here. Here we go. That's the 10 minute mark. If you knew
1: what I knew about JFK, you'd kill yourself. All right, I'll tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on. 37. We're almost there. Here we go.
6: It's plastic explosives now waiting for the president to give
0: uh the go ahead related to CIA related to J F K and they're still refusing to release three thousand pages of documents or three thousand
6: documents or something like that. But it seemed to time well, I will tell you I'll tell you a story about about J F K and then after yeah. yeah. So Trump, as you know, I was privileged to be consulted by him many, many times during his presidency on the phone. He twice consulted right. me and interviewed me for the Supreme Court. Another story for another time. But in one of our interviews, he said to me, don't forget, I'm gonna release the JFK files. I said, well, I'm not gonna forget it, Mr. President. On the contrary, I'm gonna remind you. The last conversation we had while he was in the White House, which is now about two weeks or 10 days before Joe Biden is being inaugurated, I reminded him of this. He said to me, yes, you're quite correct, Judge. I did say that, but if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release it either.
0: <laughs> Someday
6: when we're not on a phone call with 15 other people listening, meaning people in the White House, I will tell you what I saw. Now, what the hell did he see? JFK's <laughs> brains blown open? I don't know, whatever it was, it terrified him. It was one of the strongest characters I've ever known in my life. And suddenly, he became afraid afraid to follow through on a promise he made—not just to me, made it to the American public at yeah. times. That had to be the CIA. story.
4: That's that's a shocker.
0: So, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's definitely the, the CIA. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot more than I mean, they're a major coordinating body of the whole thing. And I, I discussed this story in particular with with uh, Adil and Zach on the Four O'clock Show on uh, Taking It Back on Badlands and yeah it, it's it's enormous but at the same time there's nothing again pull the string on the sweater until the sweater is gone who cares there's not going to be any chance of being able you, you, nobody has a chance of going forward and doing something any kind of a uh, a revitalization of the country or anything like that until there is at least complete <clears throat> disclosure Accountability is going to be uh, very hard to come by these days because out of some of the out of the, the biggest crimes ever committed on, on the face of the earth, in the last hundred years, most of the people are dead. Obviously, there's fresh new crimes going on right now, and with within you know with Pfizer and the and the and the U.S. government and Tony Fauci and everything else. But when you talk about JFK, most everybody that was involved in that is gone now. But the thing is that it it started everything everything off the prototype for uh, the war the the, those kind of Gladio operation Gladio type Wars that that jumped out of Europe and went into Asia with Vietnam I mean they uh, Jack Kennedy was part of the reason why he was killed is because they obviously wanted to be in in Vietnam that these Afghanistan-style wars, where we're where we there for a decade, two decades, and just not doing anything in particular, achieving no real goals, but somebody is making money, something is being, some goal is being uh, worked toward. I mean, there's so much going on there, and of course, it was the end of uh, it was the end of real, real elected uh, uh, elected presidents, and I mean, uh, officially gone. Mm-hmm. officially gone because even like i said before even reagan who came along and was wildly popular and was it had taken the entire country by storm uh he had to make a lot of a lot of uh bargains with the the cia taking on george bush <clears throat> they wouldn't let i mean that was it that was a bargain of going forward especially and, after he got shot and they tried yeah i did, that, they, they got shot and he held on to dear life and if he didn't then one of the chief pieces of the JFK assassination would have been president right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, he ended up becoming president in 88 anyway, but uh, uh, HW, but still, I mean, it's it's huge. It still is a very, very relevant thing. No matter how many decades ago it was, it's always going to be relevant because it was when, uh, that was when you knew that the national security state was taking no prisoners ever. It was never going to be downsized ever. All right, um, all right. Another real, a, a really quick break. No, no, not a really quick break. Yes, a really quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about Matt' strange predictions for the year 2030 that were w- that were put out in 1930. This mm-hmm. is from 100 years ago. We're going to talk about this when we come back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere.
6: Quite frankly.
4: somebody say scooby snacks (laughs) we got a live one
0: we got a live one okay so listen to this I'm gonna put the 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 lines open I guess we can take calls in between tell me whatever now, this was sent to me by Jay Dyer because we're doing Brave New World. And, of course, everybody's welcome to become a monthly sponsor, quite frankly, at any level, on any monthly processing tier and platform. And you can be part of Book Club on Monday nights for the next couple of Mondays, 830. We're a couple of chapters into Brave New World. It's more than possible to ca- catch up. It looks great. So, he sent Jay Dyer sent this over to me after we got off last Monday and here's the here's a picture of the the old paper it's from 1930 save this for your children's children it's a forecast of what this world will be 100 years from now we're only seven years away now this was uh, written by the Earl of Birkenhead He's just some, uh, and, I, and I asked him, I said, what do you know about this Earl of Birkenhead guy? Is there anything I should know as far as a character profile? Because Jay, you know, if there's anything to be known about a guy or, or, or gal, he usually knows it. And he said, nothing in really, you know, that, that jumps out at you, just a classic Royal Society type. So um, this was all transcribed and put into a 2014 BBC article. A what? A BBC article. Article about yes, yes, that's what they do. So here is the, here it is. You ready for this, Matt? I am. Okay, hold on. Let me put you on. See how accurate these. It might be folks were. Might be scary. Might scare the shit out of you. Okay, so here we go. Turn that volume down a little bit. Strange predictions for the future from 1930, and there he is. There he is. He looks very happy. There he is. Who is that? That's the Earl? Yeah, with Toto from The Wizard of Oz. Shortly before he died in 1930, former cabinet minister and leading lawyer, Effie Smith, a friend of Winston Churchill and one of the more outspoken British politicians of his age, wrote a book containing predictions of how the world would look in 100 years' time. They covered science, lifestyles, politics, and war. So what did they say? Smith, a former Lord Chancellor who became the Earl of Birkenhead in 1922, was writing in a period when tuberculosis was a major killer in the UK and around the world. He was optimistic enough to suggest that eradication of this and other epidemic diseases was fairly certain by 2030, as was the discovery of cures for such scourges as cancer. Death from old age could also be delayed, Smith thought. Scientists would create injections containing an unspecified substance, bringing rejuvenations. Oh, yeah? That's that juice. Yeah. Probably. Probably just...
1: Teenager... I'm about to do all the fucking steroids in the world this summer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if Jay Gulenello heard you say that... I ain't gonna do that. Don't do it. I you don't need to do that juice. No, this is another kind of juice. This is the juice from uh, children, probably which would be used to prolong the average lifespan to as much as 150 years, he said. Smith acknowledged this would uh, present grave problems from an immense increase in population. He also foresaw extreme intergenerational inequality, wondering how will youths of, of 20 be able to compete in the professions or businesses against vigorous men still in their prime at 120. Well, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, isn't it declining now again yeah. in the United States? Especially after 2020 it is. Now we have excess deaths all over the place, and we're already, the, the West, all Western nations are already nations in complete population collapse. So that's that's not even to, even to be disputed at this point. We need to start having babies. Work and leisure. Listen to this. Mechanization would mean a gradual contraction of hours worked, Smith believed. By 2030, it was likely the average week of the factory hand will consist of 16 or perhaps 24 hours. Yeah, right. Socialists. I want to put in the work. Can you imagine working only 24 hours a week? I wish. Oh, my gosh. Which no worker could possibly grudge. But with factories largely automated, work would provide little scope for self-fulfillment, becoming supremely easy and supremely dull. I can see that see that. Consisting a largely of supervising machines. It didn't occur to Smith in an age before widespread use of computers that the machines might become self-monitoring. Mm-hmm. So there's not even going to be that. Uh, the cut in hours hasn't happened yet. According to figures from the OECD, Group of uh, Industrialized Nations, the lowest average weekly work hours in the main job in 2013 were 30 in the netherlands the highest figure was 47.9 in turkey in the uk is 36.5 in the us among other countries for which information was not provided yeah that's because we're, we're slaving away we're probably worse than everybody 60 else 60 hours a week no doubt so there is a little bit on that um they said men would free up even more with with uh, t- uh more time with the changes to sartorial rules by 2030 they would be expected to own only two outfits one oh. for leisure and one for more formal occasions like funerals John Logie Baird had demonstrated television in the late 1920s, and Smith was excited by the idea. He said that by 2030, full stereoscopic television in full natural colors would be available in people's homes with proper loudspeaker quality sound. This meant exiled US citizens would be able to watch any baseball match and in cricket, the MCC selection committee committee in conclave at lords would be able to follow the fortunes of english 11 through the days or weeks of an australian test match so yeah i mean he got that and in the 1920s i guess they're i didn't know that they're demonstrating television technology in the 1920s they just started rolling out the radio broadcasts in in bigger in more widespread way than 1920 like 1920 was the first time that they had a first um election night broadcast that would be uh you know people would follow along with all of the incoming incoming results on radio 1920.
1: Yeah, i didn't think tv stuff took off until like you know
0: uh world war ii i thought yeah i thought it was like late 40s 50s that we started getting a little bit more of that but perhaps i'm wrong Air travel. Smith, who had grown up before cars were invented, predicted that they would be largely obsolete for all, but the shortest by 2030, with airplane ownership common.
1: That's not happening. I mean, they're banning uh,
0: combustible engines in California, right? Air travel. I mean, private aircraft being owned by... Private citizens, it's more common than ever was, but it's it's not common in an in affordable sense. It's just that there's a lot more millionaires and billionaires out there who can either own it outright or, you know, share ownership. The creation of engines weighing only one ounce wow. per unit of horsepower would allow lightweight vertical takeoff craft capable of speeds up to 400 miles per hour. Beyond that. Thus, the man of 2030 will set off for the weekend after his work in a small, swift airplane like the Jetsons. (laughs) As reliable and cheap as the motor car on which he can depend today, he wrote. The idea of a weekend would be different in a world where people only work two hours a day or two full-time days. The transport would uh, would enable more adventurous time off. Skiing parties in Greenland will be made up in London clubs on Saturday mornings. Uh, wrote Smith and translated into action before the same evening. That sounds like a wonderful thing, and maybe somebody does live that life already. You know, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to go skiing in Greenland, and then we're going to be, uh, we're going to be going to London for, for dinner. I'm sure somebody has that life. The era of low cost. Airlines has made air travel readily available, but there is some way to go before airplanes are widely owned. That is true. Now, energy. Smith predicted the increase of use of cheap, clean energy from utilizing the Earth's water supply. He seemed to base his ideas on the interpretation of the Einsteinian physics, which said that there was an equivalence between mass and energy. He outlined an eccentric use by scientists who managed to turn atoms into water into a viable source. By utilizing some 50,000 tons of water, the amount displaced by large liner, it would be possible to remove Ireland to the deeper portion of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> the heat obtainable from the same quantity of water could be used to, uh, used to keep polar regions at temperatures of the Sahara for a 1,000 years, he added, something most scientists would not want to happen today. But Smith was more ambivalent. About what we now call renewable sources of energy, wind was useful and universal, but tidal power more unevenly distributed. There was another concern. By utilizing tidal energy to any large extent, we should diminish the speed of the Earth's rotation. So he thought that if we use tidal power, eventually we would slow down the Earth's rotation, and and that was it. He said, if the tidal energy was overused, a 48-hour day is a possibility in the far future. Jesus, I know. I know. Who needs that? Now, listen to this. War. The tank had only been around since World War I, and Smith was full of excitement about the possibilities for development. They could become entirely unmanned within a century, he said. The commanders of tank forces will be carried in the air above their commands, and thus will be able to watch the course of operations and control their progress by wireless telephony. And you know what? It's it's, Kind of true. Yeah. Uh, Drones and shit. Yeah, they did. And what he didn't know is they they wouldn't actually have to be physically up in the air. They could be, they would have an aerial view from unmanned flight. Uh, Let's see here. Or this could happen in a distant control room, possibly underground. Birkenhead said that this would make war more humane. It's always humane for the people who have the... For the, uh, the, the, that's like saying that, you know, that you, Matt, going into a roach-infested house, uh, you have all new technologies, technologies that the roaches don't have, and you're going to, you're just going to gas them all. It's going to be far more humane for... Humanely killing them? Yeah. It's going to be humane. It's it's not that you aren't wiping out every living thing inside of a house. Uh, It's that you're not stomping them out with your boots. And that's, that makes it humane. Oh, oh uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Though well, I mean, you have to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. In April this year, Russia revealed that uh ty- well, that's back in that's just back in 2014, remember? That Typhoon M, an unmanned ground vehicle for defending missile sites. And despite the focus being on aerial vehicles, there's plenty of other plans for land drones. Then there's the Sahara mm-hmm. Sea. Listen to this, politics. Television would make it feasible to revive the direct democracy of ancient Greek city-states with whole populations rather than elected representatives able to vote on issues. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mass media destroyed republicanism. That is true. And I'm not talking about the party. It helped, It really helped. That in the Civil War helped destroyed republicanism. Uh, listen to this, family and eugenics. Smith, in common with many theorists of the 19th century and early 20th century, predicted a greater use of eugenics, the practice of attempting to improve human race through control of reproduction. He claimed a clever young man would, quote, consider his fiancée's hereditary complexion before proposing marriage. In return, the young woman of that day will refuse him because he has inherited a gene from his father which will predispose their children to quarrelsomeness. So if he's aggressive, yeah, you don't want to be quarrelsome. Uh, Smith questioned fears that eugenics might be used to create a slave race, mm. to carry out drudgery while others enjoyed more leisure, said, this is brave new world, the Ypsilons. It is far more likely that men will work as machine minders for one or two hours a day and be free to devote the rest of their energies to whatever form or, of activity they enjoy. But the state would quote, certainly legislate to prohibit or compulsorily sterilize such a marriage as was likely to produce children. So they, they don't, they, they, they want to make sure that people, are, uh, people who get together, if they are of lower class, I mean, this is what Planned Parenthood was trying to do. Uh, for a lot, of, a lot of people, not just on, on, on grounds of race, but it said over here, it would instead encourage, they said it was likely to, the state would get involved of all of these unions of undesirables, to prohibit or compulsorily sterilize them, especially if they got into a marriage situation, as was likely to produce children, congenitally criminal, congenitally criminal, okay? That is genetically criminal, And mentally repulsive. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Mentally. These are quotes. It would instead encourage good unions as prevention is better than Broadmoor. The state would also, quote, render non-productive unions between criminals. And look at this. Food and drugs synthetic food produced in laboratories would overtake conventional agriculture in civilized lands to feed the expanding population with ease Smith said from one parent steak of choice tenderness it will be possible to grow as large and juicy a steak as can be desired so he's talking about pretty much you know growth hormone and um, and um, stem cells and it's pretty much the the fake meat that Bill Gates is making in petri dishes mm-hmm. uh, from one parent steak. There you go, synthetic meat. But farming the land would survive as a rich man's hobby. Someone born in the 21st century may, in his healthy, in his wealthy rejuvenation, boast that the bread he eats is made from wheat which grows on his own fields. Scientific creation. Th- this would. That's the. I keep saying it. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, well, let's see if let's see if the the wealthy can learn to to live without us We produce all the food around here. No, we produce a lot of the food for each other The rich do not need us to live. They're not shopping for corn dogs at the Piggly Wiggly They're not doing it. All right, they they have they have they know where their stuff is coming from It it's coming from fields that are not sprayed down by anything They have they have a parallel society a complete parallel society and we have a bunch of chaotic nonsense over here that keeps us in our, our pig pen. Scientific creation of food would make cities no longer a parasite on the country, but a self-supporting unit, he says. Chemists would have devised new psychologically pleasant substances to go with tobacco, alcohol, and caffeine. Should chemistry in the next hundred years be able to discover new substances as pleasant and harmless as tobacco, he wrote, yet each possessing a different effect on the consumer. It will have earned the thanks of every hard man and woman in the world. Cannabis. Mm, yeah. Smith himself died at the age of 58, his body worn out by years of excessive drinking and smoking. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's 8 o'clock. So here's what we're going to do for the entire second hour. You're going to give us a call and you're going to tell us a, I mean, if there's any unfinished business from this week, anything that we spoke about this week that you want to exchange very concisely and, and, uh, and, um, and enthusiastically with us, then fine. You can also tell us what is going to be your last meal on earth. I'm taking your orders there. And if you have any predictions for the year 2130 where do you think we're going to be a century from now so those are three topics i can offer up to you just unfinished business from the week what's your last meal and um and give me a 100 year prediction for the future those are the three i can offer up to you and we'll be right back a lot of fun still to be had don't go anywhere thank you so much for being here
7: it's intermission time, folks. Time out press the like button. Thank you. And
6: Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, intermission. Entering, quite frankly 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 quite frankly
8: quite
6: frankly quite frankly
8: quite
6: frankly
3: quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly
0: quite frankly 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 You know, Matt, I don't know if you saw this. I don't, I'm, I'm sure that people out there have seen it too. But I feel like every couple of weeks, news gets around that Roseanne Barr has signed a $40 million contract with Fox News to to be the, um, I don't know, the Barbara Walters on a comp, on competition, almost like a, a some sort of a parallel to The View, but only on Fox in the morning. That would be great. Um, and every time every time the headlines go around, I get in touch with her and I say, congratulations, you hit the jackpot. And every time that I go and congratulate her, she says it's not true. So, I don't know. I just did it again today because I saw it on Citizens Free, Citizen Free Press about a $40 million deal that was made. And I said, oh, shit. That'd be awesome, because I wanted to go congratulate her, see what the, the details were, because if that meant that she was going to be doing that show from New York, maybe we can actually get her to come to the studio once or twice a year. Oh, we can, she smokes. Uh, yeah.
1: That would be fucking awesome, bro. Well, maybe. Smoke a joint with Roseanne? So that, that or a hookah.
0: That would awesome, bro. But, uh, but it's not true. It's just not true. Oh, she already answered you? Yeah. She oh. said it's not true. I said, geez, I'm sorry. I keep congratulating her for getting a 40 million dollar deal every 2 months. I'm going to stop doing that until she until I get a text from her or something. But or maybe she's just keeping keeping her, you know, the the cards close to the chest. I can see that being the case, but then somebody else is not cuz it keeps getting around. All right, let's go on over to, quite frankly, quite, quite frankly, superchat.com. I'm going to put the phone number up on the screen. And let's see if we can start getting some calls mixed in with some of these super chats as well. 914-595-6953. First one up is Stostube. Stowstube says, great Friday, Frank and Frankly's Wonderful weekend to everyone out there enjoying tonight's listen. Here's to great independent media with Frank. Thank you, Stube. Ben Allen Herferberger says, Isn't it ironic how Michelle Obama went on a nationwide campaign to convince schoolchildren to eat more kale while she was clearly smuggling sausage? (laughs) It's very ironic. Isn't it ironic? Chuck Chuck and Mac says, Hey, Frank. Do you like limericks? Limericks. Limericks. Do you like limericks? (laughs) Here's one just for Matt. There was once a tick named... uh, There was once a tick named (laughs) Amagay that lived in Matt's dick for half a day. When it was discovered, Matt's hand quickly hovered and swatted the damn tick away. Happy March. There's a limerick. <laughs> that's good. There it is. Let's that's take, good. Yeah. Here, let's take, let's take a call from King. What's going on, King? Hey, what's happening, there? Hey, hey, I'm sorry to tell you, Koss isn't here, but it's still just me and Matt. Yeah, I was going to say, ain't we missing somebody? Yeah, he said he was going to come no, by. Nothing against, you.
3: nothing against you there, Matt, but, nah, you know, all, Koss, I know what
1: he's
3: you the mean. man. Yeah. You know I love you, too, but, yeah, it's you know. good. Kos, he's like a different breed. That's that's my boy right
1: there. Yeah, I don't understand that. Who but. would you rather have with you out but on hey, the streets, um, me or Kos? Hey, hey, hold on. Again. Who would you rather have out on the streets with you, me or Kos?
3: I I I, I don't know because I don't know either one of you that well <laughs> like that. You tell me. You tell me. You tell me who I'd rather have. Well,
0: <laughs> if you get into it, if you get into a tight situation and. Uh, and, uh, and and you know that you can you can kill somebody with a really uh, irreverent joke. That it might be Kos. Kos can. <laughs> <laughs> if you need somebody to tell a really irreverent joke at just the right time, he might be the best one to have with you <laughs> That's for sure. True.
3: Come on, though, he's a fucking great guy. Yeah, yeah he, he is. Yeah, he's a great he guy. He Yeah, I, and I, love I know. that fucking guy at this. Upset?
1: Huh? Yeah, we're upset that Pops he's not here. He's breaking his
0: balls.
3: Please, um. You said stop licking his balls. No, I, I will said, never I'm stop just... licking Casper's
0: balls. <laughs> he said we're just breaking his balls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm making jokes here. I love it. No, but hey, uh, Frankie, uh, regarding you know what we talked about, please, uh, you know, talk to him. Say I'm thinking about him. You know what I'm talking about.
0: You got it. We'll do.
3: You know what I mean. We're yeah. not gonna get it all personal on the air. But um, last meal, Big Macs. Oh, you think? Okay. That's my last meal. Yeah, because you had questions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but so you're you're going, so you said Big Macs. So that means that you're taking more than one? Are you going, are you going to take the whole meal? Yeah,
3: at least half a dozen. No, at least half a dozen.
0: How many Big Macs can you eat in one sitting?
3: Uh, Not much anymore, but no bullshit. Well, I was like a young man, probably around 20, 19, between 19, 21 years old, working at an auto parts place. Um, we'd go out for lunch, and I could—no bullshit—I could eat half a dozen Big Macs, a large fry, and a large Coke in one sitting in a half an hour. My gosh! And no you, bullshit. And you stayed so lean. right, right hand to God. No bullshit and I would do that every day at lunchtime and people was horrified my co-workers was horrified
0: and you would stay so like, lean how too man how did you know you, and, and you, you, you didn't pack on any pounds that's for sure
3: well not in them years yeah. later on I did remember I got up to like 250 which was fucking disgusting <laughs> because like I'm not like a guy that's made to be fat so when I like when I got up to like 250 pounds, I looked like a potato with toothpicks stuck in it for arms and legs. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not made to be fat. But when I was, it wasn't a good look at all. Some people can be fat and look good. I ain't one of them.
0: You know, though, I, I, I respect that. Saying, that, you know what, I, it, we're all going to go out. This is our last night on Earth. I'm going to have some Big Macs. I would, I would have to imagine that, you know, I wouldn't go for the caviar. I would go for something just big and disgusting and hearty. Things that, things that we know taste good, but we had to stay away from because we wanted to live as long as we possibly could. But when all that goes out the out the window, you know, I I, I would probably have a smorgasbord of things i don't know if i would be able to limit it to one thing but i would want a slice of pizza i would want at least one uh uh mcdonald's cheeseburger Mm, uh you know i would want things like that i would want a baby lamb chop i would want to throw up from the bad combinations of everything
3: it's funny you say that frankie you make a good point because my grandfather um, when he was diagnosed with cancer um, and he was down in Fort Lauderdale, and when he was passing away, we went down to see him. So, like his cancer, like he never got checked, right? So when it was discovered, like he was, he was done. He's he was dead. They're like you're done, because he let it go so far. The doctor said to the family, he said to us, said, said, uh, sorry, he's done. He's the lost cause. He, they said this is how bad the cancer is. They said, he said, take like a mayonnaise jar and pour like maybe a couple drops of ink into that mayonnaise jar then shake the mayonnaise jar and then you see how like the black ink splatters that's how the cancer is through his body so he he's done and so he was like well fuck it i'm done so i remember going down to see him and he's laying in the bed and he's in and the guy, Big Husky Dude, you know, you've seen him Frankie, yep. you you know my grandfather, you've seen him, Big Husky Dude. I remember him all my life, and then going down there, and seeing him like that, I was like, oh boy. But um, he's still smoking cigarettes, and everybody was saying him, oh my god, what are you doing? He's like, I already know I'm dead, if I'm gonna die, I might as well go out doing what I enjoy. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. Oh well. So, oh, Everybody's coming down on him, so like, he already knows he's got a limited time, and oh, so now he's supposed to start eating salads and drinking water. Get the fuck
0: out of here. I yeah no I <laughs> I I I, water. I I understand what you mean. Yeah. Who who the hell needs water? You know. Uh, I, 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 Not I, me. I know I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So like aside from aside from the cigarettes, was he? indulging in any foods that he liked but or or at that time did he just not have not much of an appetite
3: i'm not sure i wasn't that involved but i because i was still very young but i do that stuck out to me that they everybody was all freaked out about the cigarette smoke and he's like assholes i'm done why am i gonna stop now Amen.
0: Yeah, well, you, you you bring up a great point just about the uh, you know the situation there and, and and what should not hold you back in your decision making in this hypothetical situation of our last night on earth. But the Big Macs, thank you for that. Thank you for that, uh, uh, King. will and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Let it go. There All right. Good night. There he goes. Big Macs take that one let's see here rose rose from alabama how you doing rose
8: hey much better than last
0: month it's great to hear from you No, again.
8: nobody in my immediate family
0: died this month so yay stay 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 nice and nice and happy and jovial if you can
8: oh no i know i'm i'm I because matt's there and he's my spirit animal and oh. i'm like man that's nice. the one thing in this life that i would want to be young for again <laughs> <laughs>
1: see say there you go thank you
8: <laughs> I, I was like Ooh. okay so, <laughs> go ahead rose yeah, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I, usually when people say would you want to be young again i say would i have to be as stupid as i was the first time oh you I know barely survived
0: it's a way you know it's a great thing it's a great thing you you bring that up what's the old saying that youth is wasted on the young and I guess some people uh, do better than others, and I and I think the, the the chief, the chief takeaway there is survival. Did we survive our own stupidity as we're all figuring it all out? Um, but yeah, yeah. If if we can go back and 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 do things in younger phases of our lives with all of the the knowledge we have accrued, man, that would be dangerous. Because, damn, that'd be dangerous. Oh
8: yeah, I tell people I, I own the world. <laughs> That's it. I released my chunk of it, but it, yeah, I was like, oh man, so you that, know, years, years ago you had, you know, of course Matt was on and I was like, no, quit thinking those thoughts. And then I was like, well, no, they keep me young.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those thoughts will keep you young. That's it. So, so, so about, we got a couple of topics on the, on the thing, or do you want to project a hundred years into the future or you want to tell us what you are what you're eating on the last night on earth
8: well I was thinking about a hundred years and you know people a hundred years ago had no ideal I mean that's like saying the shepherds in the field when Jesus was born would know what would happen a hundred years from now I don't think there's any way we can even speculate
4: Hmm.
8: what it's gonna be like a hundred years from now because so much stuff is going to happen I mean, you can imagine a person seeing a car now or a cell phone from 100 years ago. And its I'm like, I have no idea. You know, we might get in Transformers and just be in Mars in a split second yeah. on Mars or something like that. It's just so, there's so many possibilities. I mean, I know there's probabilities to some that might not happen, but... I mean, and, at this point, there's any possibilities. So, yeah. I don't know what I'd have for my last meal either. I'd probably have a smorgasbord. Yeah. I'd have Matt.
0: That's <laughs> it. There you go. We, you send, send we'll, we'll chop off his left leg for you. Send him on down. No, nah, can...
8: that wasn't the way I meant it. <laughs> Oh, God. I, 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 i'm honest about it oh i mean i'd have him <laughs> well,
0: thank you well rose thank you for showing for showing up and making matt blush tonight it's great to have you on all right
8: you're blessed i right. am be going letting another caller
0: call oh no you're the i think you're a fan favorite already thank you for the call all right, All right. Bye, baby. see you later. There you go. That'd be For, awesome. You know who you need we to get Transformers. To we need to get uh, uh, King and Rose from Alabama together. I think that they would be that they would have one hell of a show. Yeah, if, if they co-hosted a show together, King and Rose. <laughs> oh boy, a um, hundred years. If I were going a hundred years, I would say. If somebody said, Frank, you need to put together a report for a hundred years from now, yeah, there is that there is that factor of you just never know. But there is that other factor of we have people who have plans for the next hundred years and beyond for the for the planet that are rolling out these little taste testers of where we are going in places like Davos, the great reset fourth industrial revolution types. The AI metaverse types. I mean, we at least have some kind of a stencil that you can put together a skeletal structure of what 100 years from now could be. And then maybe just with, with a great deal of accuracy, I think, put some meat on those bones. But yes, there is always going to be that that um, you never know, that factor.
1: I think in 100 years from now, people
0: will be able to fly. Without anything? Just by thinking about it, just thinking happy thoughts, like in Peter Pan. K.T. Sky D <laughs> says, "My last meal, my good friend Juanita's, uh, my, Juanita's abuela, smashed refried beans and ground beef with smashed roasted peppers. It's a traditional dish, ser- dish served in Mexico. You rip pieces of tortilla off to scoop it up with... Uh, to scoop it up with. Okay. That actually sounds great, especially the beef end of it. She says, kisses, pursed, fingers. (sniffs) Chef's kiss. All right. So there you have that. Over on Rumble, let's see what's going on on Rumble. We have a few. Here we go. KT Sky D says, I would also want at least six donuts.
1: Yeah, donuts. (laughs) Definitely has dessert. Boston cream, jelly, chocolate glazed. A bunch of chocolate glazed. I would try to eat myself to death. Is that possible? Yes. Yeah, haven't you ever seen Seven? I would just try and do that. I would just order a bunch of food
0: and just keep eating it until I perished from eating. So that and you, then I would have the last laugh. Who? It, it, why? Because you wouldn't have died from the asteroid or whatever?
1: No, from, oh, I thought, like, last meal, I'm thinking about, like, death row.
0: No, 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 no! It's the last meal on earth. Like everybody's going, or oh. Oh, we're all going together. It's, 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 it's the last night on earth for us all, which is actually kind of comforting because then we know we're not leaving anybody behind, you know. I would still try and survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. You know, everybody's up in heaven, and and we're all just kind of like you know talking. It's like just our, like our second day on heaven. We're getting acclimated to things up there. Those of us who made it. And we're going, we're having our coffee and whatever. We're going, you know, we're all supposed to be up here. And fucking Matt, of course, he's the only one that's the, he's the, and he survived. He's the only one left on earth. What is he even doing right now? What is he even doing? So, um, that's, that's that. All right. Okay. Let's see. I had a little something over here couple more things that came in. First one up is from Bob Schmidt. He says, Frank, could you please give a happy birthday to my Marty, my sweet wife of 17 years. She's the best. A true kindred spirit, gardener, chicken whisperer, caregiver, and best friend. Took me a couple of tries, but my persistence paid off. A true blessing, she turned 67 this year. God bless me to have her in my life. So good for you, Bob Schmidt and Marty. Chicken whisperer that she must they must have chickens over there Here's a little unfinished business from Mason who wanted to say about 15-minute cities said Frank It's going to it's going to tie into digital currency and geolocation tech onto your phone You will only be able to see or to purchase items in your district You can see that going on in China and it's COVID policies Mm -hmm. Uh, to add to your Hunger Games analogy It's just going to shrink people's worlds, they want techno-serfdom. As far as AI art goes, whether or not it is art at all, what a great way to replace authentic history and start defacing history without anyone noticing. Also, a great way to return historical items. Uh, one big shell game. Oh yeah, returns uh, historical items to give them the fake ones and keep the real ones. But the whole thing is knowing that it's real. Unless, of course, it has some kind of occult power buried inside of it or something else that's going on there. If it really is just a piece of marble, then uh, if you just start flooding the whole world with duplicates and you know you're the only one with it, I guess it is just an ego thing, a collection thing, knowing you have the real one. Yeah. Here is... Let's take some more calls, shall we? Here we go. Uh, there we go. Darn it! Darn it! Darn it! They're all popping up onto the screen and popping like bubbles for some reason. Uh, eight seven five, you're on the air. Oh no, eight seven eight five. What's going on, seven
4: eight five? Hey, Frank, Uh I was gonna complain about your call screener. I mean, that that uh, elevator music last week was so entertaining. Anyway, hey, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is Set i over here on Beta tonight with my friends, hanging out, chatting. And uh, we talked to the show earlier when you were talking about JFK and President Trump talking about uh, releasing the releasing the the, the documents. Yes. And uh, and the quote where he said, uh, the, the Paul said, uh, well, if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release it either. So that leads me to think that there's something that would be uh, incriminating or bad about Kennedy that would hurt the family, um, and mm. that might have gave him pause, even if it wasn't. Uh, the worst thing, if it was bad enough to hurt the Kennedy family, he, he might have wanted to keep that hush-hush. So that was that was my comment. We love the show. Uh, Molly Arnie, enjoyed talking to you last night, so uh, we're going to see you and watch the show and, and have a good evening.
0: Hey, thank you so much. And you said that you're watching over there on Theta?
4: Yes, as a sentinel.
0: Did, did you find did you find the show on Theta or you just settled into that after a oh, while?
4: Oh, no. I decided to go over there uh, because uh, there was fewer people and it's easier to have an uh,
0: intimate conversation so. you're right you're right and, and i love that about i love that about all these uh, different ways to watch the show it's great to have you call in thank you so much so you you're you're a main you and jerry are like a main ambassador for uh for theta whenever you call in i don't think anybody else that watches on theta calls in
4: yeah uh, they might. uh i haven't been over there long enough it's just been a week
0: so. okay well enjoy yourself my friend thank you for the call
4: all right. Have a great Friday. All great right. Great weekend.
0: Take care. You too. Yeah. Take you. You know. You know about Theta and about everything else. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's really just. I mean, however, whatever screen you plop yourself in front of to watch the show, whether it's live or on demand, it's it's up to you. But you know, as far as chat rooms go, I know a lot of you probably have a lot of you know acquaintances that you've you've you you recognize now, regulars in chat rooms and this and that. You don't even have to watch the ones that are attached to all of the different streams that we have set up across Theta or DLive or Twitch or anything like that. You can create. There's so many ways of creating private chat rooms, you know? Private chat rooms all over the place. That they, Hey, we have our own viewing room that we started. Little, I wouldn't call them fan clubs. That, that kind of makes me feel weird. But still... Um, always remember if you if you feel like you're you're getting squelched out if a chat room is too busy you're getting squelched out whatever and you have a couple of friends that that watch on on the regular start your own chat room or, or i mean you can jump into the gilded that's that's pretty sparsely populated right now though last night i think it really came to life and it was nice to see how many people who are in there that are active that was fun so uh, it's great to hear how people watch and how people communicate i love it I said I love it. I, I sw- it. it's sewage. <laughs> that's that's two and a half, right? Naked the Gun. Smell of smell of the ooze. Uh, the
1: smell of raw naked sewage. the Gun. Is it the twenty-second and a quarter? The smell of the
0: ooze? No, it's not the smell of the ooze. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, it's just there's there's Naked Gun, then there's Naked Gun two and a half, and then there's thirty-three and a third.
1: Yeah, and one of them says the smell of the ooze, or some something, something like
0: that. No. Yeah. What's the tag? I'll have to check that out. What the tagline for the second one is, because that's when he's swimming in the in the in the uh, the, the sewage. Nine oh four, you're on the air. Good to have you on. Who's this?
2: Hey, this is Chad down in Florida. How hey. are you guys doing? Great to have you so, on, Chad. It's on the cell phone. How am I coming through?
0: You are coming through all right? Are you on speakerphone? Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay, c- cut the speakerphone off. It'll You'll sound even better.
2: How about now? Beautiful.
0: Okay, go right ahead.
2: Cool. Uh, you were talking about the 100-year plan. Yes. And uh, I'm looking at the house we got right now, and everything's happening. And I'm wondering if we're going to clog up in two years a bunch of bills that don't get passed. You know, going to be vetoed for some reason. And we end up taking the trifecta. How do you guys see that going?
0: Wait, wait, wait! We end up taking the trifecta of what?
2: Presidency, Senate, and then hold the House.
0: Oh, oh, I don't then know. Then we make we, them pay. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I. I, I if, when it comes to the federal government, Chad, everything for me is just. Uh, well, we'll see. If they, if, if yeah. they, first of all, if, first of all, if the trifecta is achieved. If the the House and the Senate and the presidency is achieved and nothing significant has happened uh, in these problem states where, you know, since 20, I'm going to wonder how the hell that happened and why was it allowed to happen? I understand that there are certain things statistically, behaviorally, that they Uh they just can't, as it gets worse and worse for people. They just can't yeah. keep stealing more and more and more. They can't do that either. I know that there is a there's got to be some kind of a wall to that. But it, I would first wonder how the hell it even happened, and then it would be a just it would just be wait and see for me. Um, okay. You know. It, wait. Let it, me ask. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you another question real quick. Um,
2: Tracy, she's got a PACER account, right?
0: I think so. That's what she does. All the all those reading the reading of the court documents.
2: All right. Slam that right up against the two years of the house passing bills that don't go anywhere. Doing the investigations everything like that and then you release how many uh, sealed indictments
0: oh oh man I forgot all about those <laughs> oh I'm I f- sorry man that's that's another, I'm all over the place yeah that's another thing that we that we, we used to count every day sealed indictments all over the place it, I mean, it was and that's another we, we don't hear about it that much but it but it was it was really notable Go conversation there. very notable conversation cool. because it was so anomalous. Okay.
2: Hey, listen, listen. I'm gonna get off the phone because I don't talk on the phone. But I watch you guys, everybody, and uh, I appreciate everything you guys are doing.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks, man. It's right. great to have you all on, time. Chad. It's good one, good call. Yeah, I don't know. As far as a trifecta goes, I'd say, hey, uh, if they're able to 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 do all of that, then <clears throat> I, I I don't know. I know what I would do. I don't, I know what I would push through. But I don't I don't see them doing that, so a self dismantling of your job and everything else that's going on, it would be it'd be a very rough two years. A lot of them would lose their jobs afterwards because, mm. <laughs> I don't know, I, I just don't know. But you know, going back to the other caller too, who called in about JFK, our caller from uh, from the Theta chat room. I don't know. To say that if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't do it either. And would it be because there's some embarrassing things there for JFK? What's there not to know? I mean, would everybody get even more confirmation that his presidency was largely due to, uh, you know, back, backdoor dealings with the mafia? I mean, it, it, I mean, that's how it was. He obviously went off the reservation and then couldn't be controlled anymore. And that's a, a, a part of the reason why he was offed. So, yeah, you have the CIA. You have at least Cuban sharpshooters. You have factions of the Italian uh, uh, organized, organized crime sphere of influence. You have plenty of things. You have this entire national security state that does not want to be held back anymore. We know that he, you know, the, that he had been a part of making the Bay of Pigs really go sideways, and pulling a lot of their air support they obviously wanted to go on into vietnam and he didn't want to do that either which was the first of our afghanistan style wars as i said before so there's a lot that could be exposed on the government side a lot that would be exposed on jfk's origins and all of his vices because he was not a perfect man he wasn't even a perfect politician you know it's not not like he was he was the the 20 the 20th century's george washington mm-hmm uh you know he he has been romanticized in a large way and uh, for for good reason i can see why wow. but um it, it's just a whole lot of ugliness then again think about the revelations we're having right now we get a lot of things thrown in our faces now well, there's a lot of things that we would always just assume we were being lied to about and now we're in a time of constant revelation where we are shown so many different glimpses behind the the curtain now that we don't know what to do with ourselves we call everything a distraction when it's really just that it, it's it's so out of control that it's very hard to be a good liar in the 21st century because we've got receipts for everything we have people putting their I mean people have been making public statements on for for media for decades and all those decades of media are on the internet now. We, it's the greatest filing cabinet we have on a person's career, on how things were handled in the past. You know, it, it's just, we have all the revelation we need to just take to take people's breath away to the degree that the, the truth on the JFK assassination would, and still it doesn't really cause that much of a ripple. We're making, we're making some inroads with people. Definitely people are waking up, but it's not like a, a shocker. I wonder what uh I wonder what Trump would talk about. I wonder what he's talking about. Right now? No. He's probably the, talking about this. The JFK yeah. thing? Yeah. I wonder. I really do. Cause everybody would look bad. Everybody would look bad. No doubt about it. But I mean, hell. My whole thing here is this. If at any point and I don't know if you would do this in your second in your second um your second term when you have any you don't have any real reason to worry about having to be reelected or anything like that if you know that you are largely at odds with the same kinds of people who took out JFK over here in the 21st century and they're coming after you why wouldn't you just take the house down you know just put it all out put it all on out there (laughs) maybe it's just too much what would be so destructive that's what I don't know I don't know what would be so destructive. Obviously, you say, well, if you have a couple more years in office, you don't want to take the whole damn thing down so that you can't even govern. But I don't know that anything would really be that. Does it all have to be at once?
1: Can it be? Yeah, he can just do it on his the last day of his next term.
0: I hope. I hope something happens with that. I just want some good reading. That's all I care about okay let's see the texan is on with us the texan what is your last meal on earth or project 100 years into the future what's going on
7: oh that definitely definitely the last meal on earth brother that'd be uh that'd be down here in uh the uh, oh crap i just blanked. uh the salt the salt luke barbecue house man yeah Heck yeah, down in Driftwood, Texas. I got to eat there one time many years ago and I never forgot it. That'd be my last meal, dude. It would be like a a full pound of uh, beef brisket, pulled pork, uh, sausage, uh, corn on the cob. Uh, Man, and they got this, uh, some people call it a pecan, but it's a pecan pie with a chocolate chip in it. And uh, that, dude, I'm telling you, you ever make your way down around Austin, it's about a, I don't know, half hour drive southwest of austin texas and uh it's in driftwood texas and it's called uh the salt lick barbecue house man and it is freaking phenomenal brother
0: that corn on the cob sounded great
7: that's the only thing that sounded good what are you a vegetarian
0: no no but for some reason i, I so for some reason I, I i believe that that would be probably one of the best corn on the cob i ever had
7: man it's amazing dude i tell you it really is and, and the way they do it You know, the way they built this restaurant, they built the restaurant and, well, they built the kitchen around the fire pit that they use. And then they built the restaurant out around the kitchen. And it's actually uh, like the Texas Rangers used to do uh, out and, you know, be out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, they would build a mound and then they would rock it in, you know, put rocks and everything and build a big old pit like that. And they still use that same technique today, with one side of the pit still open, so it's got a, a good draw on it. And all they use is uh, mesquite wood. They keep that fire going, no gas and charcoal or nothing. Just keep that mesquite wood filled in there. And they got this huge racks of meat hanging all over this thing, man. It's cooked uh, the way a meat supposed to be cooked. Damn. It's flipping awesome, dude.
0: I like this. No, I like this a lot. I see those are the types of things, but when I, if I were faced with selections like that, I would not be going for the McDonald's, I wouldn't be going for, I would definitely have to keep a slice of pizza in there somewhere, a slice of New York pizza from up here in New York to have that one last time, Um, but this, this would probably be center stage, no doubt.
7: Man, there ain't nothing lacking like it, i tell you. And Texas got a lot of great barbecue places, man. They do all over the place. Even the little mom-and-pop places. I can't even name them all. But that one right there, that's the one that stands out, uh, the Salt Lake Barbecue.
4: Right.
0: Sure, dude. Driftwood. They I gotta, do it right. I'll keep that in the back of my mind if we're ever out there. Driftwood, Texas. Thank you for the call, the Texan. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Take all care, right. brother. Have a good weekend. All right, Ooh. let's keep going. It's Friday night, 586. You're on the air.
5: Hi. Hey. Frank? Yes. Frank? Yes. Hi Frank.
0: Hi, who's this? This
5: is this is Gypsy News.
0: Gypsy News? Yes. It's great to have you on, Gypsy.
5: Hi, hi Frank. Hi Matt. Hi. I love Matt. Oh, Hello. You. Um, I just wanted to say that maybe it just kinda of popped in my head tonight, what if the Kennedy family was in on the killing?
0: Uh, even if that's the case, that would take the heat. Well, if you said in on it, it wouldn't wouldn't be like they were the ones. Uh, I don't think that would be it. it. It could be a part. I don't think that would be the reason why he say I would never be able to. It would be too...
5: But wouldn't that be shocking if his own family was in on it? No
0: doubt it would be shocking, Gypsy. No doubt it would be shocking. And I and uh, and I'm not saying that I would be I'm just saying I don't know if that would be the reason why Trump would say I cannot release this. I don't I don't think it would be the reason why it could be a factor and it would still be shocking, but I don't think that that would be just earth-ending information right there i think that if that were in in the mix there it wouldn't be the reason why he held it all back it had to have been something even bigger
5: because like we already know the alphabet agencies we're in on it so we already know that um so i'm just thinking i'm just trying to really think what would be so shocking and i just wonder if it was you know his own wife whatever
0: I don't think I don't think it would be anything that is like would be like family drama. It would have to be on an international scale. Other 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 countries, other intelligence organizations, I should say, other things like that that were already other operations that were already well in uh, established by the 1960s with bigger plans for the 70s, 80s and beyond. I I don't think it would be internal Kennedy family issues. I just don't think it would be be that. And, and and if that were an aspect of the overall, then that's that that could be. But I just don't think that would be the thing that said, no, no, we, we cannot show the public this. So
5: Okay, so then what about aliens?
0: No. Well there. We could talk. Hey, it could let me
5: just leave you with that. What about the aliens? Thank
0: thank thank you for the call, Gypsy. And I will say I will say, there's more, than one per, there's more than a few places you can go to for that. More than a few places. Uh, a lot of the Marilyn Monroe, the most popular Marilyn Monroe theories have been around uh, about uh, there being UFO and alien disclosures to, to, to Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. That, you know, pillow talk, she knew too much, things like that. So the aliens killed her? No, not the aliens killed her. Oh, oh. People protecting the alien secrets. You know what?
1: Maybe what happened is the deep state, they went and they changed all, you know, of, of the notes or whatever, of what was redacted. And they blamed Donald Trump on killing JFK. And I was like, like Yo, I can't fucking release this now. Because it blames him. He's a little kid. He killed him. Well, see, yeah, yeah, he was alive.
0: Yeah, he was old enough to do it. It was. It was Donald Trump. Donald Trump killed JFK? Yep. He would have been how old? A teenager? Thirteen? I don't know how. He would have old. been maybe close to. What is he? Seventy three? He's seventy four or something. Seventy six. Hey Siri, how old is Donald Trump? Donald Trump is seventy six years old. He's seventy six. What? What's uh? Uh? What? What is this? What would you do? It is. Oh shit, seventy six. I'm blanking on the math right now. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I'm blanking not, I'm on it. I'm gonna try. No, no. What, no. what, well, well, what you do is you do, like 20 right 20 now. Something. Hey, hey Siri, what's twenty twenty three minus seventy six? Nine 1947. Hey Siri, what's nineteen sixty three minus nineteen forty seven? He was 16 years old. He could have definitely killed Kennedy. I think he definitely did. And then he looks into the he looks into the the uh, the all the files <laughs> as he becomes president in tw- in 2016, and he goes, I can't. T- I killed Kennedy. I can't <laughs> tell anybody this. He was in the, the school book. Uh, the, he was in over there.
1: He was on the grassy knoll. He you, was in the sewer. He yeah, was everywhere. You
0: re- you abandoned <laughs> saying repository. What was it called? The, the school book repository. Depository. Depository. <laughs> the, the, the school book suppository. Oh, God. Yes. No, I knew it. That, that, <laughs> you, you know, somebody just it's like, you heard that Oswald guy was putting suppositories in his ass, right? That's why he he shot Kennedy.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, I can't, my chest. Uh.
0: The school book suppository. (laughs) That's where it all is. That's where you can find your... You'll find the answers there. Okay, let's see, y'all. Let's see. A couple more calls. Oh, wait, a couple more super chats. Free dub Says, you go, Matt. Go get some. And then over here on Foxhole. And remember, after this tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing our weekend roundup. That goes until Sunday. And then all of my... I will do the Sunday night programming as usual. I love curating the Sunday night programming. Listen to this. From the top, Cave Toad says, I'm still trying to help filter just how I can answer the concert thread. So many options for me. Well, I, like, hey, hey. It's very easy. This is how you filter it. I put it in the question, the best and the worst. You you can't have five best. There has to be one that wins it out. So, whatever you do, don't if you're out there putting in your your concert memories, don't end up putting 18,000 memories in there because you're going to force me to have to just pick one because I can't I can't read chapters and chapters of one person's memories from one sh- You have to try to find a way of get- getting everything in a really concise, well-told paragraph. Maybe two paragraphs at the most. Just, you know, consider consider the, the, the medium is going to be talk radio. So let's see. Sean Joe, Boys Blanc, Witchipoo, Poo. Poo says, I miss you, Matt. Uh, C Blanche says, Frank and Matt. And then gave us two beer steins, cheersing each other. Um, Sean Joe again. Two four seven spins. Says last meal on Earth, a slice of humble pie. Yes, yes, humble pie would be good at the end. River Pike, Boys Blanc, River Pike, Ginger forty five. Joe Elaine, thank you, Joe. Delona, thank you. Porpoiseful says Happy Friday, and uh, Ginger forty five again. One two three SKG Cave Toads says Hi Matt. Can you tell us your most intense varmint eradication story? Um,
1: well I don't know, I mean I guess the craziest thing was when I went to go get some raccoons and I grabbed the baby and the mom came down and and like I just turned around and she like jumped over, she like tried to dive on my head but I moved because I heard her and when I moved she was like, she missed me and damn. Yeah. Then she charged like five dudes. Then she came and she got her, grabbed her baby, and started climbing up uh, the fucking rock, Royal,
0: uh, rock wall. Now she she wasn't sick or anything like that. She was just doing nah, her job as a mother. They were
1: trying to like build something, and they had this like little, I don't know, whatever the fuck it's called, and she decided to put her babies there.
0: So were you able to safely relocate her and their babies? I let I let her just take it and like. But if they had to do construction, what'd they do? Well, I mean, they she came back for them. But where do they relocate if that was the... Oh, I don't construct- know.
1: She just will take them and go somewhere else. They usually have two spots. They keep the babies.
0: Okay. Okay. That, that's what I was looking for. Um, Delona, Sean Joe, Cave Toad against his last meal, uh, medium rare porterhouse, three bean casserole, baked tater uh, with butter, sour cream, pepper, and salt. French silk pie and a shot of Jack Daniels. Well, you are. De- that's going That's uh, nice and rounded out. That sounds t- fantastic there too.
1: Yeah, I take a whole bottle of Jack Daniels. I drink. I like it when I'm passed out. Then you can fucking kill me. <laughs> oh, Every, we're all it's gonna die together.
0: We're all gonna die together. It's not death row. And even if you was, if it was death row, you, they're gonna kill you anyway.
1: Yeah, but I like, just do it when I'm passed out, so I won't even know you're doing you're right. it.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not a death row thing. Remember, this is where we're all going together. No one's being left behind, except Matt and a couple of cockroaches. k says, Missouri, HB 1169. It's an excellent thing. Look into it. I shall. I have a couple of really good silver lining <laughs> stories to do on Tuesday. It's going to be a short show on Tuesday before band practice, and I want to do... I want to do some school choice victories, things that we don't know that's going on, and a little bit more about the um, the the greater Idaho and 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 Western Oregon potential secession kind of situation. I want to go back into that. There's some really good stuff there. I think that'd be good for a short show on Tuesday. And there you go. Uh, K nuts. K says Trump Donald Trump killed JFK for Russia. That uh, listen, if we say it enough, you know it'll get to the view. And, uh, and and Sonny Houston will think it's her idea Well,
1: yeah that's what happened that's what um he was tasked with that so the the deal was if you want to be president, you have to go and you have to kill uh a j you know j f k and he
0: you know it's a time travel stuff I, I but i'm i'm thinking about judge judge napolitano here i'm thinking about him talking to judge Knapp. And and him say, well, you know, well, well, Mr. President, whatever happened with the JFK thing? And he goes, well, when there's not 15 people on the phone, I'll tell you. They they get on the so they they talk maybe about a year or two later, and he goes, well, uh, Mr. Trump, what? what, So do you want to talk to me about that JFK thing? He goes, yeah, it was me. (laughs) I I killed. I so I open up this folder and I'm saying to myself, what? I you would never believe. I. I could have never believed it. Hey, you want to <laughs> see you want to see some thieves uh, s- steal six sports cars? Would they steal it with a bunch of balloons? They float it out of the fucking roof. These are all Hellcats over here. Oh, but there's oh. there's three other cars on the outside of the dealership and they take six cars. These, these are pros. It's and Nick they had Cage. It, inside help. No, they're they're faster than Nick, Nick Cage. He was gone in sixty seconds. This is forty-five. Oh t- damn! It's dude, a sequel. Watch this. They took. Let me get you off the screen. I'll get off the screen too. Six cars in forty-five seconds. Watch this. So here they come in. One person, second person, and the third person goes into the that orange. Into the orange Hellcat. My father-in-law had one of these. 20 seconds in. One. Two. And they're just backing the third one out. And there's three others being. And you can see there's something out there going on. I don't know if that's one of the ones that they're stealing. And that's it. They're all off. Six cars in forty-five seconds. Damn! You can't tell me that wasn't an inside job. Yeah, it definitely was.
1: They even had plates for the cars too, right? It looks like they put plates
0: on it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, okay. Speaking of your ex- your your running around as a as an exterminator, this video right here. It's a little bit older. It's a couple of months old. This came out in. This, yeah, this came out in September. I found it in January. Lauren and I, we watched it together. We thought it was hilarious, and then we wanted to bring it up again. And we were looking at it in bed. And what happened for 15 minutes? We, almost, we both of us almost died of a heart attack because we could not stop laughing. That we, we were we were choking, we were we couldn't breathe. This is a guy who was on a conference call with work. And here's the story. Uh, let me see, where the hell is he? You have a, um, hold on a second. Over the years, this man named James, he's been terrorized by squirrels. Okay, squirrels, they would get into his house, they would go come, through the, they'd come through the chimney and all that stuff. He would be terrorized by squirrels.
1: Terrorized by squirrels. Oh,
0: you're going to see this this thing is this is I was I'm dying because I don't know how much how how much different my reaction would have actually been that's why it's even funnier (laughs) now this particular squirrel got into his chimney in his home office the night before this video was taken It was chewing windows, built-ins, and defecating everywhere, and after returning home to the destruction from being out of town, he called 911 for animal control, who absolutely assured him when they came by. The animal control did. They said with 100% confidence that the chimney flue was open, and that's how the squirrel was able to get in, but somehow was able to get back up and out. So they told told him that the squirrel was, was gone okay that yes it came in it it's sh- it shat all over the place it's chewing things up but it has now left up the squirrel it can't uh, it can't climb up chimneys well guess what the animal control said that 100% with a surety did this happen so um so that that's, that's <laughs> the, that was that they locked the squirrels and amateurs so james was confident that that the flu had been closed but he resigned to accepting the damage because the flu was open since animal control believed a squirrel would not have even been able to lift a quarter-inch-thick chimney plate. Well, it turns out the squirrel could get through the flu, and the video evidence exists to prove it. The squirrel likely never left the chimney and worked back through the following day in the middle of a team's conference call. So now this guy James is in the middle of a conference call at work. And... (laughs) The squirrel was not on the Costco innovation agenda. Now, here's the thing. You have to look at this. The funniest thing about this for me is it's only 30 seconds long, this clip. So he, there he is. He's at his desk. He's having his, this meeting. He's got a baseball bat right behind him because there's something probably inside of him that says, I'm not out of the woods here. <laughs> and he's got his Audrey Hepburn poster for breakfast at Tiffany's. And, and he's just trying to have a, a normal day. Now, the first thing is this, Matt. Look at how he, his head shoots when he hears something and he knows he's not alone, okay? <laughs> and then we'll just watch what happens. Then we'll break this down. Here we go. And I think for the purposes of, you know, Count Hall, let's, let's just get in to, um, let's, let's, let's
2: just get in via, via
6: like, Yeah, he goes for the bat.
0: <laughs> now listen. This squirrel is bouncing off the walls like it's like it's one of those super bouncing balls. Yeah, it's reacting to him. Um dude, when I saw when I saw him first take that 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 look. When he looked cuz he at that point he knew. <laughs> watch. Watch. This, this it's it's right here he knew that his life was 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 going to be very uncomfortable. <laughs> Boom. Boom. All of a sudden, That's what he went for. The, the fact that he had the baseball bat. <laughs> now, Matt, if you were in the room. <laughs> he didn't even do anything with it. <laughs> I know. Well, he's just trying to get distance. You think he would just start swinging it. Now, imagine if you're on the on the call with him. Yeah. What would you have done? You obviously wouldn't have screamed. You would try to just catch this thing as it's bouncing around, or what would you do?
1: Well, I mean, if I didn't have my net or anything with it, like, first of all, I know that the squirrel wouldn't be in a house if I was there, but I would just open the window and just, like, Just walk it towards the window. That thing's reacting to him. Um, I've had to do that, bro. Cause it is. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's a ledge some fireplaces. They have a ledge and the squirrels hide up there So I had to like do that and sometimes you don't get them they run by you So what I do is I let them run around I let them get tired and then usually I try and get them behind a couch and I get two cages and I put a cage on Each end of the couch then I go on the couch and I go like that with a little pulp and he runs right in the cage
0: so you've mastered the men, the the mind of the squirrel
1: at this point. Well, yeah, I, ju- I know how to do things quick.
0: It's just, just, just usually. Oh, wait, uh, me, man, I would have to. I would have to first. I'd first have to tag along with you.
1: <laughs> tag along with you.
0: Watch you do things because it's 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 my problem with animals, is. Unpredictable squirming and, and, and frantic nature. When they get all unpredictable and squirming and frantic, then I'm just like, oh, I don't want to touch this thing. It gets really very uncomfortable for me. So it, it, that would, I would fight my way through it. That would be a very stressful job. That would be worse than cold calling people for radio stations. <laughs> um, I, got a, I got a super chat over here from Mickey. Mickey says, Frank, can you please make Matt laugh one more time for us? Uh, I just... Uh, Well, listen. I'm in the midst of some type of cold that hurts. Uh, Lauren just texted me. She said his voice just gets higher and higher. She's laughing at home. She's crying from laughter again. (laughs) Um, I could make Matt laugh right now. I think I could. Uh, Now, come to think of it, just based on something I played... I know what goes along with the, uh, Something I've, I discovered earlier on in the day uh, on, this sh- on, this, uh, on this computer, I just don't think that some of you, uh, it wouldn't be pleasant for some of you. <laughs>
1: now I wonder what it is now.
0: I, I don't, I don't uh. know. <coughs> I just don't think it would be very pleasant for some people in this audience. And I'll get some angry emails from people who think that I need to have more class. But I, I think that there's something I can make him laugh with. I think so. If you if you want me to play it, it's it's audio from back in the day. Press one, and if you are not in the mood for anything um, anything uh, very naughty, press two. Say no, no, absolutely not. I don't want to hear this anymore, Frank. That's what you do. Press one in whatever chat you, if you want to hear it. <laughs> it's something that Anthony and Mike had recorded. It, it's like a five second long. Okay, so here's what you're going to... Okay, there's a lot of ones. I know what it is now. There's a lot of ones. All right. I hope that it makes you laugh now. Now I've built it up too much. But I found this. I haven't seen... I haven't heard it in so many years. Anthony and Mike had made this. Anthony! Anthony! Anthony and Mike had made this years ago. And um, I found this when I was just going through some of our old archived archive footage and things like that. And, um, so I will just say if your children are in the room, just get, it's like 10 seconds and it's really not that bad, but get the children out of the room or, or pause this and whatever. This is us in college. Uh, this is Anthony. Uh, this is all Anthony. When, you know, pitch shifting the voice and all that stuff. And this is a song called, uh, at, where, where one person, uh, I guess a, a friend asks another friend <laughs> if they could, uh, all listen to this. You ready? It's a... Okay, oh, wasn't, what? That wasn't, uh, go ahead. That wasn't done in college. That was done at the old studio. <laughs> <Was that laughs> after after was, college. Yeah, that was even sooner. With this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, here we you go. You want to suck, okay. again? Oh, yeah, yeah, hold on. Let Can me, I suck your dick? Oh, wait, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's another that's one. That's not it? No, that's not it. That's from the other, here it is. Ready? All right, wait. You wanna suck my dick wait, well, no, 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 wait Wait, wait, wait us play it Wait, wait I have, he, has, he has to chill Ready? Here we go Okay You wanna suck my dick I'll suck your dick You wanna suck my dick I'll suck your dick You wanna suck my dick I'll suck your dick, you suck dick? Suck your dick. But only if you suck my dick
4: first <laughs> That's great it's so funny. Mike Mike wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he gets the writing. <laughs> he gets the writing credits. <laughs> <Mike> gets the?
4: <laughs> he was the ghostwriter for that one. <laughs>
0: oh my god, that's funny. There you go. Good job, Mike. Good job. <laughs> oh, uh, My chest. I knew. I told you. I told you. Somebody said, can, uh, you, can you make Matt laugh? I, I can do it right now. Uh, but it's just it's, some of you are going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I don't know what else to say. That was. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Good time. You know, it was. It was. We had a lot of good uh. times man that was that was really just <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things it really is man so Anthony, what are you working on in the other room
4: Nothing
1: <laughs> <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> nothing I, um I'm just was just uh, making short clips for things I have to upload oh. it. man, it's been a good week I mean I, it's a, it's been a, a rough. Rough, weak, heavy lifting, but good at the end, because nice and nice, and it's, here it what, is at the end. What heavy lifting, what do you mean? <laughs> Just a lot of work. But it's, it's 9 o'clock on a Friday. It's all over. we got to play this one more time. Only people you are, suck my dick. Are, it's, the, it's the last part. <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's the last that's, line. Well, that's the hook.
4: It, <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the last line is what really ties it together. <laughs>
1: Broke wow. Hold on, oh, no, you like, got nothing without the last song. <laughs>
0: it's just a, it's just a weird song without the last line. It just gets Okay, here we go. You wanna suck my dick? I'll suck your dick. You wanna suck my dick? I'll suck your dick. You wanna suck my dick? I'll suck your dick, you suck dick? Suck your dick but only if you suck my dick first. <laughs> That's it, you're right. That should've that I don't know why that hasn't won awards. <sighs> all night. right well that's that thank you uh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us for another week on this show and um th- tell, thank you for telling me about your last last meal on earth we are going to be leaving you off in the loving arms of all of our friends at the uh, on the network end of things that's quite TV. the weekend roundup is beginning and that's it that's it that's what we're doing so I hope you go and, and you have yourself a good time. I'm releasing the Scratchin' and one hell of a, uh, a great turnout for people on Foxhole. I hope that you stick around and you make all of the weekend programming a part of your, you know, background filler and music and entertainment while you're cleaning the house and putting your life in order for another week that's coming up in just a couple of days. And um, thank you. Thank you, guys and gals. I, I hope that it was sufficient it was all sufficient. Amanda Hug and Kiss says, last meal? I'm not hungry. I'll have some of your fries, though. Damn it. Why do, you do, why, do, why do the girls do that? I'm not hungry. I'll just have some of yours. You what? You will what? No, you won't. Thank you, Amanda. Very funny, though. It's great to have you out there. All right, guys and gals. I've got nothing else for you. Matt, is there anything you want to leave anybody with? Uh, have a lovely evening. Yes. I hope the evening is a lovely one. Alrighty, righty. Good night. Bye-bye. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, it's filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatter, starting with Amanda Hug and Kiss, Stube Ben Allen Herferberger, Chuck and Max, and KT Sky D. Thank you to all of our wonderful Rumble Ranters out there, and to all of our friends on Foxhole who have now had the scratch and released. I'll be in there in that chat room hanging out with you before you know it. Enjoy the rest of your evening, my friends, and we will see you on Monday night.